Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Keep moving. Just don't, don't let anything hold you back. Um, you know, just if you want to jump on that plane and go do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ricky Richards Represents, the show where we talk to leading figures of creativity and innovation. Today, I'm talking to Harry Fricker, the designer and founder of Fricker UK, about how he's able to work and travel and his advice for sustaining a nomadic lifestyle. Hey everyone, hope you're well. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Today I'm joined with an old friend of mine called Harry Fricker, who is a designer and a long-term traveller. I'm sure I'm not doing justice for what he does day to day, so I'm going to pass you over to Harry if you wouldn't mind explaining a little bit more about yourself. Um, Yeah, my name's Harry Fricker. I'm a graphic designer, creative director. I work from Vancouver, Canada, but I have a kind of big tie with the UK, which is where I'm from, which is home. So I'm kind of between the two. um, And then I pick up projects around the world, I guess, uh, mainly North America, um, but I still have a few in the UK, just back and forth working for them as for direction and design as you say you travel quite a lot and uh the way we know each other is from from back home in north devon like i visited your house you used to live in the middle of the woods effectively i just wondered like how much that influenced your design and just the fact like why did you actually get into to design because of all of our friends me and you were the only two that really went down into that field well i guess living where i did and where i grew up was a huge influence um my dad has always been a photographer um a travel writer worked in publishing for many years and that kind of you know where we lived was his dream home that was where he wanted to be and it was this beautiful nest in the forest flowing fields um close to the ocean so that influenced my creativity i was doing music i went to university and studied music can people search for your dad's stuff uh yeah golden eye guides um they're guidebooks for the uk north devon cornwall lake district peak district and then a number of walking maps cycling maps you know you can find them in wh smith to waterstones are they are they his creations or does he do it for other people no completely his creations um yeah all self-published through golden eye guides and has been doing it for 30 years from working as one of the copywriters at collins in london 30 40 years ago and then he did a big walk he walked through europe um like i'm gonna walk to africa kind of 
ditch everything, kind of came back, realized there isn't good maps, there isn't good guidebooks, good, you know, this was kind of before this kind of like boom of travel books now. Yeah, just started doing walking maps and cycling maps. From then, you know, can still does it. Still does it today, you know, one book just launched a, a couple months ago for the Cotswolds. Well, I was going to say, because you've always been quite an independent thinker, right, from when we were kids, even things like you used to like the trampoline and you used to go walking through the hills and do... You just did your own thing. You weren't so much... It wasn't that you weren't part of the gang, but it was like you had your own interests, whereas everyone else seemed to be uh, quite sheepish, you know, in what they did, and myself included in that. So I guess, was it maybe your dad that encouraged you to be so independent in the way you approached things, or...? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, both my parents, you know, they have been pretty inspiring. Yeah, we'd go out every weekend. There would be, like, a new walk to do or, you know, check check something out with my dad, um... You know, we'd all go, we're a pretty tight family and we would always go on these crazy adventures, you know, to the moors or, you know, up to, I'd go up to the Lake District with him cycling, checking out some new routes. You know, it was, it was yeah, I guess that kind of influenced my travel for sure, um, to know that there's no limits. I can, you know, you can just go whenever you want. And did it give you an appreciation for nature at a young age? Sure, the appreciation for what was surrounding me, um, appreciation for the ocean. Um, you know, I grew up in a town in, in Cheltenham, if you've heard of Cheltenham, uh, kind of Midlands. And then we moved to North Devon when I was about nine, ten years old. And that was kind of like, wow, we moved to the ocean, um, moved from a land, landlocked town to, you know, the most beautiful place. So from that, like, yeah, I really appreciated it and, and have since and definitely it's grown. So I guess the crux of this conversation and the thing that a lot of people are going to want to know is around being a nomadic creative and um, you successfully sustained yourself while working and traveling. I guess what things have enabled you to live a nomadic lifestyle and work on the go? Yeah, I um, once I realized that I, you know, traveling was easy or I found it, I found it easy, um, I had a, a short gap year between my first and my second year of university where I, you know, I did my first year of music and realized I don't, don't really want to be doing this. Um, let's go and check out the world, I guess. I said it's pretty cliche going on the gap year, but it was to go and see things, um, see what I wanted to be doing. And I realized that it was easy to kind of jump on a plane, you know, after working yeah, six months in a kitchen to save up and... And I came back, went back to university and realized that I still want to travel. Um, I still needed to find what I wanted to do. So I came to Canada about five years ago and picked up a a design role, um, just doing small little bits of design on a a visa. I was working, just had a small one-year Canadian visa, worked as a marketing design assistant and realized that's super easy, yeah. The, the language is the same, um, kind of work the same way. And I've been drawn back to the West Coast ever since. What is it about the West Coast? The, the, the beauty of it, um, North, like British Columbia, up, up here, the Pacific Northwest is just incredible. We have the mountains to the ocean and just so much space. Uh, Vancouver's like a small city, but you can, you can get out within 30 minutes and you're, 
you know, in the middle of the wilderness. And quite a lot of the Pacific Northwest is like that, from kind of escaping from Seattle, from and the same with Portland. Um, you know, there's so much space to go and get lost in and to be inspired by. Do you take on a project if the if the money's good if it enables you to travel or do you still see uh that you have to enjoy the project i've got to you know be passionate about the project and love the concept to take it on um some projects i do don't have a huge budget um but then other projects you know kind of keep are the bread and butter that keep keep me going on the side and then you know i pick up on the smaller projects that you know, that I can be passionate about, um, that, you know, so every project is, every project that I have right now is, is in a different location. Uh, they're not all say in London, they're not all in New York, they're, you know, they're dotted around the world and I've kind of selected them in that way so I can escape to this place or just keep moving. Um, to be able to keep moving is, inspires me. We once had a conversation and you were telling me about some of the, the tricks you'd learn in order to travel around the world things like um loyalty cards with airlines and kind of things like that i was just wondering what tips do you have for people that are looking to travel like how can people do it more easily what have you learned through your through your journey i guess um well there's uh you know there's there's companies out there that can make things a lot easier for you for instance uh a company called rome that right now i'm actually kind of looking into that they're a, uh, an international network of communal living spaces from Bali to San Francisco. And then between there's Miami, Madrid, Tokyo, um, and even London kind of popping up soon. And these are kind of apartment blocks um, or, or really nice, beautifully designed uh, buildings that you can go out and you have, you have a room, you pay, uh, you pay your rent to them, you know, up to $2,000 or so. And you have the ability to go and stay in these places all around the world to know that you've got this hub, this structure that you can you can live through uh, is a really incredible help. And I think that really helps the nomadic style of living. In terms of nomadic style of living, most people don't have two thousand to spend every month on their rent. Like how how does that differ from Airbnb? I'm curious. A month's worth of rent with Airbnb is gonna be more than two thousand bucks. Two thousand dollars is the price of an you know, a good apartment in Vancouver. So it's it's basically that's your you don't you wouldn't have well, unless you're doing incredibly well, which you know the idea is to have a base that you pay rent for and then you have this on top and are these single rooms or are you able to travel with a partner yeah you can travel with a partner i know there's a number of other companies that are doing a similar thing and they have different rates um, different you know standards by all means not rome might not be the right one for some people and they have other ones have different locations other companies have different locations for for me this company seems to have the right right locations for me right now that's a, a very good uh, use of that helps moving around and then there's there's other companies um as well there's a company called duffel that i i use and they're basically like a, a wardrobe that and they'll send you your wardrobe to anywhere in the world so you don't have to travel with a huge amount of luggage um you just take your hand luggage and you kind of jump onto their app you i've previously sent my um set wardrobe to them 
they have it all cleaned and ready and in a bag. And I'll say that I'm, you know, landing in New York in three days and they'll have it there at the location I'm landing in. So I don't have to worry about it. And then they'll pick it up and dry clean it and take it on. So prior to all these services then, would you just travel with as much as you needed in a bag and then stay at Airbnbs? Yeah, totally. I still still, still do do that. Um, um, I still, you know, if I'm leaving in a, in a late notice, I'll, yeah, I, I have my own kit that I, I'll take with me if I'm going somewhere that ideally I'd like to, you know, do some surfing or some snowboarding or, you know, get out and do a little bit more. And so do you, do you always hire with regards to boards and snowboards and that kind of stuff? I travel with my surfboard quite a lot. I take it. I have the perfect board that travels with me. <laughs> I take it around, yeah, as, as depending on the airline, but yeah, I'll take it with me. I have boards in Europe, in the UK, so if I'm in Europe, that's fine. But then over here, I have have some also. Um, but I, yeah, I, I'll tra- travel. I do carry a lot of things when I travel, mainly camera equipment. Um, that's like definitely the heaviest thing um, and takes up the majority of my bag space. Well, that's a quite a nice little segue because uh, we've. My next question was that Instagram's played quite a big role in, uh, I guess, your freelance success to some degree. I I wondered if you'd be able to, if you would have been able to do what you've done without it, without the fact that you've got that loyal following on through through social. Yes, Instagram's been incredible, um, been incredible help. It really helped kickstart um, a a direction for me. About yeah, three years ago, they sent out a request to see if I wanted to be hosted um on their kind of who to follow list um and I was up there for a a week or so and it it turned my followers from you know a few thousand to you know it it reached nearly 60 70,000 followers in a in a matter of days and a number of them were it, it kind of felt like they were ghost followers or did they really want to be following me these people were they just was it just a follow for follow, expecting a follow back? And in short, that that number kind of declined after a few weeks, realizing that I'm not just posting pictures of fluffy cats and puppies, um, you know, <laughs> I'm, it, which is you know what seems to be filling up most of uh, most people's Instagram feeds. So many people plow huge amounts of time into into their socials, but. What kind of return? I mean, you're probably in the top five percent, if not top one percent, of users in terms of your following. What returns have you seen? Like, I'd be interested to know what big opportunities come as a result of that kind of following. So, about a few years ago, um, after this had kind of kicked off, a chap that is now a, a very good friend of mine got in touch and was from Portland, Oregon, uh, was in, in London, wanted to meet meet up. Um, and it was pretty random. Uh, he said, you know, I, I love your photography. Um, I'd love to see if we could work together. Um, I've seen a number of your design projects, etc. Do you want to meet up? So I kind of, yeah, just jumped on the train from from Cornwall, went up to London, met up with this guy called Jason. And uh, from there, we have kind of flourished a, a, an incredible working relationship. And within a matter of, months I was over working in Portland uh, helping him set up a new brand uh, one of his companies called 
elsewhere, which are based in uh, Portland, with him introducing me to a number of different companies um, on the West Coast that kind of linked up with more work and kind of just snowballed a little bit. And that really kind of introduced me into the kind of West Coast brands, um, a lot of the brands from Portland, um, Seattle, and, you know, California. So that was purely through um, connecting through Instagram. Which is, which is fascinating when we had a conversation about that and you told me that you trimmed down your following from effectively 60 to 20. Um, was that... That was obviously that was a conscious decision for you to do that. Very few people would 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 do that. <laughs> you know that that that's, uh, seems counterproductive to so many people. But could you maybe explain the rationale behind that? Yeah, sure. Well, um, you know, you you post an image, you post a picture, um, and yeah, you've got thirty thousand, forty thousand followers, but you you see that you only get a few hundred likes or a few. You know the the feedback, you know, you might not get people commenting. You want, you know, it's to build community through a, an account. I want people to comment and tell me why they like it or, you know, I want to hear what people are saying. Um, and I wasn't getting that at all. Um, I just felt like there was, I was posting images and 50,000 people weren't seeing it. So I realized that why do it? There wasn't, I didn't feel like there was a sense of community that I had expected there to be through it. Um, so I just reached out and said, yeah. So, so what's really nice now then is that you've effectively cultivated this quite core audience and the, the, for people that don't know or haven't followed you on Instagram, I guess right now is probably a good time to drop your handle. What, what, what's your handle on Instagram? Yeah, it's uh, Fricker UK, uh, which is F-R-I-C-K-E-R-U-K. The kind of images that you post, they're, they're of kind of outdoor landscapes, beautiful scenery images and kind of outdoor living, lifestyle, travel, that kind of stuff. Obviously, you then get approached by brands who want to uh, leverage your influence on those platforms. And we've had conversations about this because you don't actually like posting about other like brands so much, do you? Do you turn down those opportunities or how do you handle that kind of stuff? Well, I get a number of requests to take on company's gear and yeah post a few images in you know in trade for for kit um and i yeah i I don't i don't really want to be doing that um i have one company that i work with um and that i'm an ambassador for that i have a a stronghold to and they're incredible guys from san francisco they have they sell and produce incredible products they're called huckberry um they kind of take on other other brands and promote their products and uh they're doing a really good job of it and for for kit for me they they help me out if i'm if i'm going on a trip and i'm heading you know down to the you know nevada desert or um heading up north british columbia and i and i feel like i need some product to assist with that if that's you know new hiking boots to you know a a down jacket because it's middle of the winter they'll you know they'll sort me out and in return sure there'll be images ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. ...is kind of sent back and, you know, they, they'll use them for for whatever, for social media or their campaigns. And I'm happy to do that with, with them um, because we, we have built a strong relationship. So other companies that, there's also other companies that come to me and ask, but some people just want it for, you know, we'll give you kit, give us some images, and then that's the end of the relationship. I'm curious as well because you, you know the brand's inside out and especially the brands that you're into the the, the more ethical brands uh, the only one that I know off the top of my head is kind of like Patagonia I know that they they tend to have a, an ethical uh, tilt I guess but could you just for people that are looking to be more conscious about the kind of products they're buying could you maybe name drop a few different brands that you like and that you know, you're inspired by, I guess? Sure. For the UK, um, there's a brand called Finisterre, which is uh, based in Cornwall. They're an outdoor clothing brand, uh, you know, focused around, well, they were focused around cold water surfing, um, but that's kind of expanded a little bit now. Um, and I worked for them in the, a few years ago, um, and they make, you know, incredible products, Um very sustainable, functional, um, you know, a strong story and a brilliant team behind them. Their vision is it's strong um, and I really recommend them. I've seen Finisterre products and they, they, are, they are great. And the, the reason I'm asking you this question is, you know, this is it's not to be shouting about brands, but a lot of these really good brands that put a lot of effort into their products aren't as well received as, you know, the, the, the high street fashion brands and anything that can be done to kind of help people that are producing ethical products and that kind of thing, I, I think it's worthy to, to shout their name, you know? I, I totally agree. So, yeah, Finisterre, brilliant brand. You said Patagonia. They're also, you know, I, I love their products. And then there, there are 
hundreds of brands out there. Um, it's hard to kind of define to a, a few. Just going back one step, uh, I failed to ask you this question. Like, what advice would you give to people who are looking to to build their social? You know, like what what errors do you see people making, and what do you do to uh, give you more reach? And, and and for someone that doesn't have much following, do you think it's worthy of investing the amount of time that so many people seem to put into it that's a tricky one for for me to for advice it's um don't just post anything you know be passionate about what you're posting about you know maybe a story behind that image um or just some depth i like to have people comment back and you know ask questions or you know hear here if they can direct me to go check this out or while you're there check this out also so trying to build community is the best way to you know organically grow um, that's what i i feel like i tr- try and do um i don't over post you know i sometimes i, I go a couple of weeks without even posting an image i think you're you're a definite advocate of quality over quantity right <laughs> yeah sure i'm I'm, think, I'm thinking about it now and there definitely has been times where i haven't posted for maybe maybe a month you know but that's probably because i've just been sat in my office not really going out for not going out much and getting these these ex- chances to take these images so well that's the i mean it's a really i'm glad you've said that because that's so contrary to the advice that so many people receive but i do and i and i fall victim to this that i i'm not i haven't posted on my socials for a week and a half like i and i end up taking a, a nasty shot with my iphone instead of waiting for a good opportunity with when i'm out and about with my camera you know so yeah, maybe I'm going to take that advice on and give it a go. Like kind of slightly contradictory to that advice, or maybe it isn't, I don't know. Um, I find it fascinating the way you don't have a website and that you you basically post your work in dribs and drabs through social, but you don't really have a, a, an online presence for your design work and yet you, you're non-stop busy. And so I was just wondering if maybe you could explain that and how you've come to this situation where you've got consistent work without having an, an online window. Well, I, I guess f- website-wise, that's probably just it's me being a little lazy um, or just maybe not lazy, having the time to build a site and show off the work that I have been working on or done in the past or working on currently. Um, for people to see my work, I send it. I have a portfolio. Yeah, I have a, um, I have one made up. So people request that. Um, you know, through my website, there's there's that kind of like tip to you know if you want to really get in touch, shoot me an email and I'll send you what I'm working on. Um, so from that, that's how I kind of pick up the work. How do people know to click on that in the first place? Very organically, word of mouth. Um, I've been lucky to pick up some projects that have just developed into relationships and they passed me on to someone else or some they've passed on my name. Um, and yeah, it's been very, uh, very word of mouth. And that has, you know, that at, at points that has really dried up and, uh, there has been, you know, lulls where I haven't had the work for a couple months and then you know, it all comes at once as, you know, you can imagine when when you don't want it all to come at once, it's everyone's coming at all angles. But right right now, currently, um, yeah, things are 
I'm, I am very busy and that's purely from just word of mouth things picking up and I, I'm fairly active on LinkedIn um, I link with people and you know that I, I feel maybe I'm, I want to work with you in down the line and or a company down the line but not right now so I'll you know maybe check out who who is their MD or who's their designer um, you know who's their in-house team and you know why would they want to come to me so I'll kind of you know I'll, I'll drop a few you know connections here and there um who were your biggest influences growing up uh my dad yeah he biggest influence for uh travel design uh exploring kind of you know doing doing what you want to do he is the one for inspiration in that in that way and then also my mum. you know she's never really questioned anything she's always been go for it if that's what you want to do if that's keeping you happy um go for it you know I wanted to do music but now I you know I, I barely touch my guitar or any instrument but that's because they they helped me choose the path so yeah I would totally say they're the two people that influenced me the most what's what's one thing that you've learned that you think's changed your life forever yeah the ability to travel and the ease of travel I know I hear so many people saying oh I can't go there because I have no money or, oh, that's really hard to get there. But, you know, a plane ticket's a few few hundred pounds, which is, yeah, it's a lot of money at, at a point. But, you know, if you, if you work hard for it and it's a plane ticket and then what, a hostel. So you could meet someone and give yourself a few weeks and if it doesn't work, go back. But if it does, keep going. You don't have to have pockets of money to travel the world. I definitely didn't and I still don't I just make things work let's move on to a couple of uh questions and and literally just go with things that are on the 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 tip of your brain as such so do you have a favorite movie or documentary or maybe maybe director uh I have a favorite documentary um many people probably have seen it it's called 180 degrees south um and it is a film about uh a bunch of people that you know trip down to Patagonia um, to climb an inc- incredible mountain that I can't seem to think of right now. It's it's uh, retracing a trip um, by uh, of of two guys that made a trip down there in the seventies. Uh, um, Yvonne Chabord, if Chabord, which is the Patagonia um, founder. And Doug Tompkins, who was the North Face founder, the two brands, um, and they made this trip down, um, yeah, in the sixties, seventies, and it's retracing their trip, um, and it's a, it's a, you know, it's a sport, a bit of surfing, a bit of climbing, um, and then talking about their, you know, their journey, and it's a pretty, pretty amazing film. So that that's inspired me to travel and then the passion of you know those um subliminal messaging of their brands of course that's made me <laughs> maybe that's that's really what it is it's a huge marketing tool but it's uh it's a brilliant documentary so and then i i you know i watched a lot of surf movies and i yeah i spent a lot of time watching surf movies um now, a lot of time watching skate movies for surf that kind of made me want to travel to these you know incredible 
places around the world that no one had been to or that had little little amounts of people. And then all the skate movies that I watched made me want to go to check out all these cities. You know, so there was maybe you know that those two things have really influenced my travel. Um, to skate around a city is an incredible feeling. And growing up watching these, yeah, skate films, city, that's my city connection. And then, you know, these, the coastal, yeah, endless summer. That was a, that kind of drew me to. For people that are interested in the surf and skate culture, like who are some of your favorites? For skateboarding, um, I kind of grew up watching a guy called Chris Haslam skate. Um, and I fortunately had the chance to meet him and watch him skateboard in Vancouver. He's actually a Canadian, uh, Vancouver local. So he's an incredible skateboarder. And then also, um, a guy called Mike Vallely. Um, he was pretty big back in the nineties. Uh, yeah, those two skateboarders were very different. Um, and they really inspired me. I know we skated with a lot of when we were when we were kids we were always down at the bowl skateboarding when we so that was every yeah it was it was a real big big thing so those those two guys are my for skate skateboarding and then surfing um the the malloy brothers uh keith malloy dan malloy and chris malloy um are three incredible surfers um and now they they all work in you know they're film do do a lot of uh directing for like you know uh yeah a lot of surf a lot of outdoor adventure um and they they run a uh a picture house out of california called farm league and they make incredible films and but the three of them are just incredible inspiring surfers fantastic we can. I'll uh, I'll link all these up in the show notes, and people can check them out. Due to your travel, I'm sure you've got lots of uh, little accessories and stuff. And I was just wondering if there's one object that's made a huge impact on your life. In, well, maybe not on your life, but what's one little thing you carry around with you that you uh, you really like? This is, this is kind of bad to say, but it's my phone, my phone, and my camera. Um, but then, yeah, my phone because I use it as a camera so often. So you do shoot with your phone? Yeah, I shoot with my phone all the time. Um, you know, the iPhone is, you know, the iPhone 6S, um, it's got an incredible camera on it. And uh, yeah, so that's it. It's, that sounds bad to say that that's the one thing that I really cherish and carry around with me all the time. But yeah, it has everything on it now. You know, it's so, so good. It's my, it's my bloodline. What events would you recommend people go to? Think, uh, maybe... Or just anywhere in the world, really. Like, what some what are some events that you've attended that you'd be like the some of the best experiences you've ever had? The one that's really helped me for for my work and you know linking up with a lot of people was actually a, a kind of a a clothing trade show, a brand trade show um, called Capsule. Um, I know they have them in New York, LA, um, Paris, um, and I went to the one in Las Vegas a couple of years ago. Um, it's really for um, people finding brands to buy and selling their stores all around the world. But I, I went to it to discover brands and introduce myself as a photographer, designer, as a creative. And a lot of the 
people I went up and talked to were a bit taken aback because they'd been talking about their products all day to sell them. And I was actually coming to them to sell myself as a, as a creative. And um, from that, I picked up a, a number of different clients and some really fun projects and kind of, kind of fueled me to keep traveling and keep moving. So yeah, that was a, that's the one, um, I was nuts. It was, yeah, I, and I've, I, you know, I've recommended people do it, you know, you know, that it's, it's fresh for these brands to have someone else talk to kind of change their conversation up a bit. Alrighty then. Well, I think that's a great note to, uh, almost finish up on, I guess, things to ask. Do you have any projects going on right now? Um, if so, what are they? And finally, where's the best place for people to reach you? Project right now. Um, I've got a really fun one in in Jamaica, uh, which is just starting, and that's to uh, creatively direct a new boutique hotel resort down there. Um, so it's just being currently being built. So working with the architect firm, interior firm, um, and then I'm pulling together all the branding, photography, visuals, and that's going to take another, I guess, 18 months, but that's a pretty big project I'm working on and keeps me, keeps me traveling. So that's that. Um, and then, yeah, to reach me, yeah, you can jump on my very, um, minimal website and catch my email. Um, or, you know, Instagram's a great place to reach me. Um, I love people reaching out on there and then, you know, we can get talking. My handle is Fricker UK. And my website is frickeruk.com. Harry, thank you very much for being on. There is one last question that you must answer. This one is a, a bit more of a deep one, I apologise. But uh, if you could give one piece of meaningful advice to help people live a better and more meaningful life, what would it be? And I guess uh, I feel like I know the answer to this, but I'll let you take it away. Keep moving. Just don't don't let anything hold you back. Um, you know, just... If you want to jump on that plane and go, do it. You know, it's easy. There's friendly people out there and just go and meet people. Um, and I think that will help anyone grow. It's an awesome answer, Harry. Thank you. You're out in Canada at the moment, but uh, we are childhood friends and we are going to meet up soon uh, for whitewater rafting in Wales, which is going to be good fun. So uh, I look forward to seeing you then and uh, thank you for being on the podcast and I'll catch you soon. Hey everyone, just a little send off before you get on with the rest of your day. Uh, If you really enjoyed the show, please like and share it. It's uh, still a new project and that helps me to spread the word. Obviously, if you really enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate if you could subscribe via Stitcher, SoundCloud or iTunes. Uh, For anyone who's feeling particularly generous, if you could leave a review on iTunes, it really helps with my ranking and helps me to get the show out to more people. And my final request, obviously this one is a big one, Uh, I recently set up a Patreon page uh, which allows me to uh, get small contributions from you, the audience, to help me sustain the show and also to help me improve the audio quality and attract more great guests. So if you're interested in uh, supporting the show at all, you can head over to that at patreon.com forward slash Ricky Richards where you can contribute to the show from as little as £1 a month, which is 25p per episode. And for that, I will feature your name in the show notes of every episode, plus a link to a website of your choice. 
obviously I appreciate everyone who listens but if you contribute uh, that also helps me to make this more of a a full-time gig which is a, a big aspiration of mine so thank you to everyone who listens I hope you have a great day wherever you are in the world and bye for now thank you Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.